Yo, 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 you tuning in to the Notion Podcast. This your boy Dizzy D Spill with my co-host in the building. Jelani Evans. Man, how you feeling, bro? I'm good, you know? I feel I feel like you're doing good, man. I like the color. I like the color scheme and the concept of the kicks. I don't know if you can show the kicks in the camera, but... Can I see that? Yeah, there they go. They go crazy. Yeah. And it was custom by you, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, man, it's going crazy, man. Oh, I appreciate that, man. You know, just trying to... Uh... Brighten things up, you feel me? Yeah, trying I feel to uh, shift the energy, been trying to make adjustments mentally and, you know, be more uh, intentional, operating yeah. with purpose on purpose. There you go. You I like that. Me? Operate with purpose on purpose. I feel yeah, that. Yes, sir. I see you pulled out some uh, some some patchwork Air Max uh, ones today. These sir? old things, man. Uh, yeah, okay. These old things right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, man. They just you don't know. I just <laughs> you know it's been a long time coming trying to um, trying to uh, find the right time to pull kicks out. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know. I don't you know. care. I'm pulling stuff out like every day now. Yeah, man. I be I be having the urge to, but you know, it's uh, it could be challenging at times. I've I've been working a whole lot, you know, so it does feel great to actually, you know, bust some kicks out. Can't pull no forces out at the job. But. Nah, man. Not unless they black ones. <laughs> it gets grindy. It, it gets shady, man. How you doing, though, man? I'm good, man. I um, I'm taking my time with trying to. Execute some things But you know how it goes bro You know there's always There's there's always uh, uh, Hiccups With things that you have planned There's always improvising That you have to do And there's always a lot of times um, There's a lot of times You gotta practice patience Yeah Even when you feel like You shouldn't have to That's the hardest part for me Well you know, well, the thing about it Is like Crazy enough you should always practice patience so that when those type of situations arrive or come up, you feel me, uh, you're in a sense better prepared to check yourself and yeah. remain calm in those type of instances. Yeah. Although I do understand with uh, not feeling like you should have to, feeling like you should be able to make certain things happen, execute at a certain level or a certain way, like when you're ready without any Hiccups, yeah, man. Setbacks, yeah, for sure. Unexpected expenses, yeah. <laughs> I really want a custom pair now. Anyway, we're gonna talk about that later, bro. Told I'm, you, I I'm just looking like in real time, bro. Looking at like the craftsmanship and the kicks, bro. Uh, I'm sorry if y'all, you know, you can't be a part of this conversation, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Me and this guy, this is the only time we get to see each other when we working because we both working. You know what I mean. Some of y'all understand it, some of y'all don't. Facts. You know what I mean But yeah bro The craftsmanship is crazy um, You I should do you, Whenever you're ready ride. Oh I'm ready I just yeah. gotta Yeah I'm You know what I mean Cause it's Like I do not like Campaign customs But uh no, I, I, A lot of people Are not worthy yet You know what I'm saying Everybody can't wield The Thor hammer There's like you know a I mean? short List of people That I have Okay Customs for yeah, you I'm on I'm like saying? I'm on and I'm on like three of those slots, so it's real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, uh, I got some other stuff going on. I'm gonna tell you, but I'm not gonna disclose it. Yeah, 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 for sure. To these people, y'all yeah, yeah. cool, but y'all cool. Y'all like you know what I'm saying? Cool. We got love for y'all, but yeah, man, can't know everything. Yeah, not everything, man. You're gonna take the excitement out of stuff. But yeah, man, um, getting into these topics, let's just, just let's just get into it, man. I know you did your homework. I did my homework. It's been real hot, Doctor Umar. On um, what is the name of that podcast? Forgive me. Uh, 
because uh, I do listen. I just started listening to this podcast you know, over like the past daily month. Daily Re-Up or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Daily Wrap-Up Crew. Wrap-Up There it is. I like those brothers, man. They're over there on the East Coast. Shout out to Daily Wrap-Up Crew. But um, Dr. Umar said some controversial things. And I forgot to also mention to you before we started um, yesterday that I seen another controversial thing that he did, like right after he did that interview. I guess he did a... Um, uh, I don't know what you call it when you a rally or something in Jersey where he's getting on the sisters. But going to this first, you know, we are responsible for um, our women's frustration and the Pookies and Ray Rays in our community. I don't know if he's so much as saying responsible that we are responsible for or accountable. We we have contributed to it as a whole yeah, yeah, as yeah, far yeah, as yeah, men yeah. go. Yeah. And a lot of men are opting not to acknowledge the role that has been played uh-huh. to bring about the frustrations, the uh, outlooks, the uh, women operating in masculinity. We have failed to acknowledge and recognize the reason behind that. And instead of doing that, we actually talk about them in a negative way for how they're operating mm-hmm. or carrying themselves or however you would like to look at it. Okay. Yeah. I uh, mean, there's <laughs> uh, <laughs> so many layers to the onion, man. Well, just cause it's like, you know, I, I, I get a lot of what he's saying and where he's coming from like, on the same breath and seeing he'll say, Oh, that's individualism. When I say, well, there's only so much that I can help out with be accountable for I feel that I am being held responsible for because a lot of what it is he's saying that men are responsible for us and how the women operate a lot of that was before our time right Mm -hmm. that was systemically instituted yeah and then a lot of it is also out of our control yes this is true and then when you talk about helping to raise kids in the community and being more um Prominent, I guess you could say, in uh-huh. uh, in being present, helping uh-huh. and initiating certain things. It's like, well, even for those who would like to, they nine times out of ten lack the resources, the backing, uh-huh. the support, right. the space. Okay. Right. Right. Because I mean, you, I, I know a couple of different uh, institutes and people who are looking to implement certain things and make certain things happen to kind of retroact what has been going on systemically for years right. in the black household. Yeah. But they lack resources. Yes. They do not have the support. There's no backing. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, uh, people work against them in a sense to maintain what is going on, even though what's going on isn't uh, necessarily beneficial yeah. to everyone. And so it's just kind of like, it's an uphill battle and you as a single individual can only do so much. And yeah, yeah, you could look to partner with other people and try to make things happen. At the end of the day though, it's such a struggle to maintain your own livelihood and household that bringing about that much more responsibility for other households in the community. Yeah. Bro, that's, that's spreading really thin. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a lot. I um, like I said, I think it's a, a onion with so many layers, and I think that a lot of what we deal with and what we continue to deal with is the aftermath of what was before, what was previous. 
So I'll give you an example. You know, we're both 80s babies, 90s kids. And growing up, whether it was at your auntie house, your grandmother's house, or, you know, another um, relative to give a hand to, to our parents, there was daytime television. You had the Ricky Lakes. You had all of these shows. You had all these magazines that were geared towards women that perpetuated a lot of division. And I think what has happened in that time period is now, you know, you you tell these these women that are, that have just now became or starting to become single mothers, how their counterpart is the full blame and how they deserve so much more. And, and all of these different things instead of something more progressive. And so that started the snowball effect of more division with what happened with mass incarceration. You know what I'm saying? So you have mass incarceration, you have a spike in unemployment, you have a destruction of the family, and then you have daytime television, which is my opinion, the, um, the, the grandparents of social media. You know what I mean? And then you get to this point with our generation now that we're pretty much our parents' age now um, when we were little kids. And so what happens is... There's that, more. Huh? There's more. Because, like, there was something that he said as far as, like, yeah, okay, mass incarceration, right? Mm-hmm. The war on drugs, which mm-hmm. affected us more than yeah. anybody. The yeah. implementation of crack and all that. Mm-hmm. And then... The modern day feminism that's yeah place yeah I forgot about late that nineteenth yeah. and early twentieth centuries right so then there are all of these things that have happened to either take the male out of the household or as far as the government goes with you know implementing welfare and things of that nature and as long as the man isn't in the household uh-huh. you are able to have and acquire X Y and Z and then feminists coming along saying you don't need a man in the household mm-hmm. so there was um a lot of things that were fighting against unity and having a male in the household. You feel me? Like, so. And that, that developed kind of joining, kind of uh, combining two topics here. That kind of, that started the development of the masculine, more women becoming more masculine because of the concept of, I don't need a man and you don't need a man and whatever I can do, you can do better. I mean, we see it in business today. Well, well, because on the same breath, it was like in the midst of not needing a man, you also have to do the jobs in the role of a man because now you are a single mother. But if you have boys, how are you going to raise them into men? Yeah. You can do your best, right? Yeah, you you're trying to emulate a, what you think a father would do. You could, you could, you know, uh, work your hands to the bones and do certain things. Like, this is how you work. This is how you should. But in the midst of that, you lose some of your uh, femininity, yeah. right? Yeah. And so then that happens. And, and then, then it becomes that, that um, in the midst of losing that, there becomes that, that um, kind of a bumping head type of concept because once that young man his puberty, he's starting to understand it. Your way isn't the way that I need to go because you're still my mother. You know what I mean? It's almost like, especially if you're the baby, if you're the baby boy out of all the kids or whatever, your mom's not really to let go when it comes to you, another, a woman coming into your life or a young lady coming into your life as a girlfriend. Nobody's good enough for your son, just like nobody's good enough for a man's daughter. You know, so they're not taught, they're not taught to properly court and date young ladies because the mother has the fear of losing the son 
So now these young men don't know how to treat young women. It's, the mother might not have been properly courted to it, have an understanding that of that. Too, you that know too. What I'm yeah, because we don't know if her father was in her life or if they had a good relationship with the father that helped birth the child. It's, and then let's just be honest. In this day and age, men don't know according mean or males. I'm not going to say men. Males don't know according mean and females think submission is slavery. So there's that. Yeah. We won't yeah. we won't delve deep into that. Yeah, but that's, just, yeah that's real deep. You, I'm, you, you know what I'm saying though. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Yeah, it's craziness. So. It, it, it's insane. It's insanity. And um, I think the problem is when they were having that conversation with with Dr. Umar. I like a lot of his points. I agree with I agree with a lot of what he said in that interview. Actually, yeah. the only he lost me at the point where he was saying we have to be more responsible. We have to do this in the community. And he was like, uh, did, I don't know if he said percentages, but he said a high rate of black boys in the fourth grade can't read. What are black men doing about that? And I'm just like, and then that's where he lost me because like, how many saying, black men can't read? Then he was like a certain amount of uh, teenage, uh, black teenage males are unemployed. And I'm like, there's black men that are unemployed. <laughs> and then in the midst of all of these things that you stand that happen to be the issue, you provided no solutions, no yeah. resources. You just point the finger and say, y'all not doing this. Y'all should be doing this. You should do it like this. And this is what you should be doing. But then you're not actually saying the route to yeah, make the Yeah, the rhetorical question of what are black men doing? Because... I also heard him say in that that rally that he had after where it was like, if you want black women's respect, black men, you have to take over your neighborhoods and your communities and start leading those neighborhoods and those communities. Bro, that's a bandaid on a gunshot wound, in my opinion, not to say that that would have any effect on the community, but there's so many layers to it. It just it's there's so many layers. It's not a easy it's it's almost like it's it's easy it's easier said than done. Me and you can't just walk into a community and say, yo, Dizzy and, and Jelani, well, this is what we're gonna do here. What about those people that are here? It's like, well, hold on. Well see and the thing about it, it's just like it is <laughs> funny because like while I said individually you can't do anything. So okay, that means you need a group. That means you need individuals to come together, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Unify. Right. Come up with a game plan right. and execute that game plan mm -hmm. for the community, right? Right. But we can't seem to do that in any other aspect in any field. So asking us to do that in the community in itself is a, is kind of a joke because there are so many hurdles to just unifying before even having a game plan or getting on the same page. Just coming together is an issue. People don't come together until somebody dies or it's a family reunion. Yep. There's GoFundMe's and things like yep. that. Now everybody wants to come together. But outside of that, tragedy and trauma. I have a positive, uplifting way to unify to come together to network to make things happen bro people won't do that for the benefit of self mm -hmm. working with others I mean we've beat on a dead horse in multiple episodes talking about that on Boss Talks yeah so it's just I, I don't know it's, it's like but, I, right. but he know I think he knows that that's why he said what are we doing instead of this is what should happen um, because he understands how much it's not just an uphill battle how hard of an uphill battle it is I personally like and respect Dr. Claude Anderson as well. He's a, he's much older than Dr. Umar and he broke down the pillars of what needs to happen. And you know, what was crazy. He put education last. That shocked me because we have been taught, told and programmed to get an education, get an education, but see, get an the education. Thing about it, it's like, we've been 
get an education that is not beneficial to us. Exactly. Get an education that will not help us get further. Get an education and chase degrees and diplomas and things that will put us in debt. And further away from that, our yeah, that's what I was going to get at too. Aspirations, right? So, uh, you know, and the thing about it is, like, I feel like at us going back, very far back, education was a pillar back then because of what it was we came from as far as slavery and not mm-hmm. being able to read and getting a short enough stick because you can't comprehend and you can't, can't do even the math defend yourself and you a hundred percent. So back then. When they were saying get an education, it was about, you know, being able to read, write, knowing how to do math at a, at a sufficient level to be able to maneuver, handle yourself and take care of self. Right. Right. Now they have watered down, dumbed down the education that they're implementing in schools. Yep. And so now that education doesn't hold the same weight. Also, That's why there are fourth, fourth grade boys who can't read because are they teaching and implementing the reading the way that they are supposed to yeah i mean the curriculum always changed i know for out here in california the curriculum has changed so much from when you and i have been in school so even people younger than us that have been in school it's it continues oh, to change bro, i remember i was uh doing volunteer work and i was working at a community center where we were doing homework and everything and it was like the way that i did math as opposed to how they're doing math now how they're doing math now is <sighs> Unbelievably, unble- unbelievably di- difficult for no reason. It was hard to say that. It's unbelievably, unbelievably bleh, difficult for no reason, bro. <laughs> I, that word's whooping my ass today. <laughs> unbelievably difficult. difficult. Yeah. yeah, it makes no sense. Basically, it doesn't. Like even you know, Mr. Incredible like, was mad. He like, said, "Why are they changing math? Math is math." Like, like they had this box and like things, and you do this plus this, whoop de whoop to get this. And I'm just like, "But why don't you just do this?" Plus this or divided by what what's what's up with all the extra steps to come up to the Bro, same conclusion? Not only that, but we're in the real world, right? hundred percent. And in the real world, when you go get when you go get your oil changed, when you go buy groceries, when you have a transaction at the bank, none of this applies. Bro, I've none never of this applies. I don't ever remember using the Pythagorean theorem in real life. Oh dude, don't get me started on how many things we've learned in school that we don't use. It's just it just I don't know. It was <laughs> And that's in, and that's even our generation. So I can't imagine what the youngsters what they the, implemented now to make it seem like they're actually teaching them when in in especially reality, everything probably like setting them up for with fire. everything going digital too. You know what I'm saying? So you're doing half of the work. But I will say something about the word education. The problem that I have and the thing that I feel like is was mis miscommunicated about the word education is that is a very broad word, but it was narrowed down with the um intention of it being reading writing arithmetic and whatever education to us what we like our ancestors that people didn't realize was if you knew if you were a blacksmith if you knew carpentry those you have to be educated in those fields as well and it's amazing that we only when we think of education we automatically think School, Scott being a scholar. Well, because on the same breath, those things that you're talking about, where you need to be educated to operate in those areas, you also need to have a trade and have studied that, right? Right. And so those are looked at as trades, and they are no longer teaching trades in school. There's no more metal works. There's no wood works. There's, you know, there's a lot of things that they have taken out. Yeah, because they figured I can make a profit off of this. If we teach it and charge $17,000 to $20,000 for six to eight months rather than give it to them for free in school, 
We making money. And not just that, because they've devalued the industry as far as the industrial aspect of yeah. things. You feel me? Warehouses and things of that nature, and plus a lot of stuff's overseas now. Yeah. Getting, yeah, they can get it for the low. They can get all that work done for the low and, instead and of paying like, their own. Yeah. Teaching somebody a trade will give them some type of independence to be able to operate and make a living for themselves without having to go through all the hurdles of higher education. Exactly. So do you see the layers? No, I do. Like the like so and we're in everything that we just said over over the past, I'll say minute, right? About trades and education, these are things that affect the black culture but these are things that affect black men on a heavy level because when you look at um when you look at when slavery was abolished guess who knew all the work skills we did you understand what i'm saying we knew how to do all of these things and that's why there is a time in history where we were able to build communities because we built everybody else's community as slaves and then there were times where um, it was easy for us to get jobs and we were able to benefit from jobs and buy homes and things of that sort because we were the most skilled um, workers of that time so when you start taking all those things away and mind you all of the a lot of these men were not scholars Mm -mm. They worked with their hands and they, they knew techniques and skills. So when you, yeah. And you take all, you take all that away and then you add in drugs and then the war on drugs and then things like the three strikes that happened heavy in the night. Now where all these people are locked up, all these people that do have skill. That's why it's funny. If you ever watch prison documentaries, how talented a lot of the prisoners are and stuff that they can create in those walls. They're making guitars and dollhouses and all kinds of stuff with toilet paper and all kinds of things in that environment. Those are very skilled people. So what happened? How did you go this direction? And of course, we know how that happened. So then the, you fast forward to 2023 and you're talking to people like us that are in our mid and late 30s about how, you know, collectively we're not doing this or we're not doing that. When this was a big problem, me and you were children. So who was preparing the Dizzies and the Jelani's and everyone else to say, this is, we need to teach you that there was nothing there. There's nothing there. And, and, and I think that's the big sickness in the culture is that we have a sickness in the culture with, between the young and the old, where the old, older is looking at it like when you get this age, you're responsible for this. And they're not start, teaching us how and to they're be not teaching us how to be responsible or how to counter respond to a lot of hiccups you get out there you earn your own well guess what everybody that we're running the race against they're not just earning their own they're actually inheriting things tools opportunities finances and we have to compete against that with nothing so when we're in a race against somebody if we're in a house building race against other cultures right and that other culture has four other help helpers to help build one of those helpers has wood uh, one of the persons an electrician, the other person knows concrete, the other person's an architect. Say, we're already behind in the race. Right. We have a hammer. Running towards. And then we have to go recruit our crew. Well, we have to figure <laughs> out how to we, resources and education on how to make these things happen and then try to find people who are willing to work with us to make these things happen. Right. All in the midst of while other people are making it happen. Exactly. And then so, so when you look at it like that, it's like there's even when you look at classism in our culture. The people that are the most affluent 
African Americans, we'll call those what black conservatives. Okay. The black conservative majority of black conservatives want to keep their spot. They want to keep their status. They want to keep their net worth, and they're not really m- motivated to help anybody that's not on their level reach, or collaborate. To reach down and pull people. Yeah, up. they're not like, hey, man, I did it. You can do it. Then you have middle class blacks, right? Well, they're like, yo, I'm trying to hold on to the little bit I have. So, yo, I, 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 I rock with you, but yo, I, I, my, me first, me and mine first. And then you have the poor blacks that are like, for what? Help for what? Do you, I smell piss in the hallways every day. I don't eat every day. I don't have money. My granddaddy's sick. My mama's sick. These people are trying to jump me in the hood. I got a gang. Ba- so when you look at the three different classes, who's going to help who? How, how are they going to work together? So when I heard that statement, well, Umar's like, bro, you make it sound like we can get it done in a week. But you have to get those three different mindsets and lifestyles to be on the same page. And, the thing, and, like, and like, again, you feel me? It's like saying what needs to happen without truly acknowledging how handicapped we are behind all of the systemic issues that have happened over the past. We could just say 30 Years. Yeah, we can say I mean, years. It was more like 50. 50, but the past 30 years, like now that you can see so much with technology, yeah, absolutely. And then and by the way, all those points that I was just making, we're just talking about the men. We're not talking about how the women struggle because even though it's popular right now for a lot of women, they're all coming together, but I do feel like a lot of our women are coming together because there's a common enemy. But, but even the women. But here's what's crazy about it. We're the common enemy. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. two sides of the same coin, but we're the common, we're the enemy, common enemy. Because that's what has been painted. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And because of those things that we spoke on earlier with the men not being in a household and feminism and women masculinity and whatnot, it's... I could do what you could do. I could do it better. We want to be in your spaces. We want to be paid the same. All of these things, right? Uh And so now we've been pitted against each other instead of the people who are truly oppressing and holding us back. Uh And there's and there's still secret um, civil wars in that in that movement too because some sisters don't like you know it's it's more than just what are you going to do about it? There was the Pookie and Ray Ray comment that he made too. And he said, there shouldn't even be a Pookie and a Ray Ray, which I think is virtually impossible because every culture has that. I don't think we should be focused on why they exist or not. I think we should be focused on um, what are we going to do about the ones that are not that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause there's definitely a higher percentage that aren't in it. <laughs> Well, because she was like, what are you doing to make sure that there aren't any? It's like, bro, like, again, even if I'm able to, like, extend to my community, that's one community in the city, in the state. Yeah. Like, it would take everybody unanimously. Yeah. In our culture, in a position, willing to, with the, you know what I'm saying, ability to coming together and unifying and kind of getting on the same page. It would take... It would take a network, right? Yeah. And we can't seem to establish that. We telegraph our punches by getting out there in the open and speaking about a lot of stuff that actually happens to, you know what I'm saying, uh, stagnate the movement because once you talk about what it is you want to do, there are certain things, certain beings and energies that work against you. And we love to update the progress. (laughs) 
We love How many times do we see somebody It doesn't even have to be somebody That's a part of a movement Just somebody that's happy That they got something Y'all I just want to thank everybody And just, I've been blessed And why are y'all doing that? There's people out there That don't want to see that happen for you That don't want to see that happen For your, your group Or man, your family man, it, man, Stop doing that Like I, some, Someone I know Had posted something That they accomplished And while it's dope That they did that And proud of you And everything Like why? Why? Because at the end of the day, you putting it out there for people to put negative energy and thoughts towards that to work against you. And the whole thing about it is if you're one person operating a certain way and you have a certain amount of energy, but you put something out and now you have four or five, six, seven people from a mental and energy and spiritual standpoint mm-hmm. working against you, it makes your battle just that much more difficult yeah. to get where you're going right. because you have people that you aren't even aware of knocking you, hating you, working against you from a spiritual and energy standpoint. I just, right. like, you got to keep things quiet. That's why they say, you know, you, shut up. Yeah. Be quiet about things. Yeah. Don't put things Wait until out it's there. undeniable. Like, once it's undeniable. Once it's done, once yeah. you execute it, where you're trying to get, where you're trying to go, once you reach your destination, then you can be like, ha, this is what I did. This is what I made happen. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Because I've, I've done it myself. You feel me? I posted something. Oh, I've been guilty after. of it as well. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Sure. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a learning point for sure to be like, you got you to gotta keep things quiet and keep them close to the chest. Like, there are people around you that you can confide in and converse with and talk about those things with, but putting things out on a public platform or putting it out there in a the public and things like that, that doesn't seem to be the best way to go about things. No, it's not the way. It really isn't. Um... Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, but yeah, those, we, could, those, we could go, we could go forever, I, bro. I, I, I would suggest that everybody go listen to the interview because it is a, uh, it's eye opening in a lot of ways. It's yeah. frustrating and some, uh, some say it's controversial because he's saying things that a lot of people need to hear. Yeah. Um. At the end of the day, like I said, outside of that, that one section where he's talking about the community and what we're doing and thing. I pretty much agree with everything else that he has said. Like I don't really have too much argument against it. Like it's even had me change my my point of view, my focus and my energy in a lot of ways. Right. Because I'm looking at what he's saying and while I might not fall completely into any categories, in certain instances, in certain ways I am contributing to certain things. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, so Okay, me shifting how I operate may not bring the system down. Yeah. But it can help me to get further and produce more and possibly be in a situation to influence others and maybe make some things happen and at least uplift myself and those around me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it has to start. It has to start at home. It has to start with you. And you feel me, your, your, your surrounding people, whoever it is you're closest to that you can influence in a positive way that you can uplift, that you can help, or you can get on the same wavelength. You feel me? And Uh and, and progress and move forward. That's really where it starts. And then hopefully there can be a ripple effect to where they're influencing other people, you know, things of that nature. And you're at the base of it because you're out there pushing a hard line for you and yours. Absolutely. I agree, man. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely encourage to um, watch that interview. One thing that I will say that that was great that came out of that interview is like not too long after that, um, the Daily Wrapper Up crew did a live stream with black men to have a discussion about some of the points that he was making. And although they were kind of taking a poll on like, hey, do you agree or disagree? 
there were men that did agree with him, but that were bringing about solution. Like, this is what we should do. This is what should happen. This is, these are, this is what I'm doing in my community currently. Let's collaborate. Yeah. And see, and that's where, and that's what I'm saying. That's what needs to happen. Like, I don't really like, I don't want to necessarily say point a finger, but bringing up issues without suggestions for, uh, ways to resolve that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, it, that's a part of accountability. Have, the discussions have to be solution based, not just you saying what's not going on or asking what people are doing or pointing a finger. Like you, it definitely needs to be solution based. Yeah, I don't think I don't think proper accountability accountability can happen if you're if you're not going to acknowledge the problem and make an attempt at finding solutions. At finding solutions. If you just and, and that goes with with any scenario. You know what I'm saying? If if you have a disagreement with somebody, okay, this is the problem. This is how I think we can move forward. But a lot of people just stop at the disagreement. Like, damn, look at this. Water's everywhere. And then they make us, water all over the floor. Like, okay, so are you going to get a mop or are you just going to complain about the puddles? Yeah. Like, are you going to get some towels? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, help figure out a solution. Don't just sit up here and talk about the issue. Right. Absolutely, man. I think um, while we're... Uh, on this conversation, which won't take long, but brother man, Jonathan Majors, I believe he had a hearing and um, I'm not talking about his dating life. That's what people are talking about, um, who he's dating currently. That's not a concern to me. What is a concern to me, what stood out to me is I guess they set a court date for August, but there's already been different pieces of evidence, basically proving that he's not guilty right now now although the courts ain't saying that but there's a lot of compelling evidence to us like we it's this is clearly a um a, a whack job situation well you know it's so crazy it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty but he's been treated like he's guilty and i think that has to do mainly to the color of his skin uh-huh. and the position he has as far as in entertainment um, yeah yeah because at the end of the day it's like it says his his publicist and some other people his team his own team like fell back as is, as as in if continuing to deal with him operate with him defend him or anything like that with endorsements movies put blemishes all over their careers right but yeah. i mean like the biggest one of the bigger companies hasn't came out and said anything or placed any the distance. biggest. You're right, the Mar- biggest. Disney, Marvel haven't said anything. They, they just, haven't disowned him. They haven't discredited him. They haven't taken a step back. They haven't done any of those things. And I find it very interesting that they have stood ground and 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 not necessarily like backed him, but didn't fall back either. Yeah, they're like they they're actually doing what you should do, and that's just let's see where Wait this for goes. For the outcome, yeah. Innocent until proven guilty. And I think they're the smartest ones for doing that currently. And I think they probably learned their lesson too with Johnny Depp. Ah. Because remember, the same thing happened to Johnny Depp. You know, they wasn't trying to have a part of the Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, they just, they, he completely got mothballed. And then when it went to trial and all these things came out, it was like, oops. And I don't think you want to be that big and create a oops because Johnny Depp is huge. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I thought it was, I'm not going to say I thought it was interesting because it, it felt weird when all the information came out about Jonathan Major. It was like, wait, he, it, he, it he did what? No, it came out of nowhere too, right? Yeah. And all of the information that has come out uh, to kind of shed light on the situation, it seems more like a scorned woman looking to 
tarnish a man's career. I'm not even going to put any colors or anything behind it, but it's just, you know, yeah. because things didn't go how you wanted or you felt you were wrong, the way you want to go about it right. is to tarnish his rep, bring him down. You know what I'm saying? And so... Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I'll put but a little. I mean, I'll put a little color I, on it I, I because of how how our people operated, and and that it that ignited more division with the women and the men in our community, because there was there was a lot of well, that's what you get for dating that type of person, and you know you now it's always when somebody gets accused of something that yeah they have a history of doing this well you none of you guys did your homework on this person's history you just stood behind them and then there's the whole the other thing that i didn't like is the instigating separating the relationship between michael b jordan and um jonathan majors to my knowledge i didn't see michael b jordan come out and make no statements i didn't but there's like look he's already pulling away from him and this that and the other and it's really interesting because now you see how friendships do end not to say that theirs has but that the outside energies and entities instigating the situation acceptable you know what i mean and and, and it was by and it was by our own outlets like of course and it's like that's crazy because you guys talk all the noise in the world about how our image is being torn down on other outlets on other uh um platforms with people that don't look like us and don't understand us and then you turn around and you do it and you do it on a worse level and guess what the you're predominantly the your your audience is what people that look like us so it's it's crazy we're always the <laughs> quickest to jump to conclusions and instigate and you know what I'm saying our operate, worst enemy kind of operate off of how you feel instead of what the facts are yeah because you have some personal you might have an anecdotal experience that in, that looks similar to that so you're automatically going to pick a side without having all the facts I don't it's, that's wild and it's never worked for us obviously because if it did then we would see more progress right <laughs> yeah. Umar said one half of one percent. <sighs> one half of one percent. One percent. Zero progress. Who's paying attention? Who's paying attention to those numbers when we have these conversations? Man, that's uh, one half of one percent, which is the same that we had when slavery ended. So he says zero progress, bro, and as that blew my mind because. He's right. I think That's this wild. might this might be controversial. I think that the history that keeps getting repeated about why where we came from, why we went through the things we went through, a lot of us that care about our community know a great deal of information. We may not have all the numbers, but we know a great deal of the information. I sometimes feel like that information is for those that may not be aware that are in our culture because maybe they had a better upbringing and maybe they had family members that didn't want to teach that because they wanted to them to move through the world blind but i think that that sometimes is part of our problem i don't think critical race theory or anything like that should be snatched out of the education system because that's a part of american history whether you like it or not, whether you you are tired of feeling like your ancestors are guilty, if you and your family are operating off of the blood money, you do need to know that. You know what I'm saying? But 
I think we need to have more conversations, more meetings and more collaborations and more think tanks on how to put these fires out because I think it's going to take double the time that we went through the things that it is to get to the next level. Slavery was what over 400, 500 years. It just might take us that long to recover here in this country. It might, or only because the progress would be slow because of the, the things we stated earlier as far as unity coming together and making things happen. Because on the same breath, it could be um, sped up if there was a unanimous understanding. Right. And our meetings were quiet. Yeah. Well, they would have to be for us to be able to come together and have, because we need to have them in safe spaces that are uninterrupted. Uh huh. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And uh, allow us the time to get out our frustrations come to an understanding get on one accord uh-huh. and then develop a plan to move forward as a whole right I agree with that can't argue against that <sighs> nah cause if you do you're one of them <laughs> <laughs> so <sighs> heading to the sewer Wow, oh, man I got white shoes on <laughs> <laughs> Cardi B's comments hell who cares <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? She's a rapper. Chris Paul went to the Warriors, y'all. No, just man, that mother- <laughs> No, but Cardi, there was something that I um that triggered me about the Cardi B. You just triggered me. Conversation, <laughs> conversation. Um, and I'm gonna be honest. It turned into not just being about Cardi B because I got um uh, I listened to some commentary about the Breakfast Club, and I'm. <sighs> I'm really, really dis- disappointed of how they I'm have, feeling. They have gone. Yeah, man. Like with all of the work that they put in and all of the and some of the creativity with how they ran their platform, I just uh, I I'm, I don't feel it. I'm not feeling it. It's getting ratchet. Well, yeah, you got Jess with the mess on there. Yeah, and I think that what my issue was is that. Jess Hilarious actually agreed a little bit with the. Um, well, actually, let's go ahead and it's like start where. Well, Cardi B made some comments about the stepson of one of the billionaires that was on the imploded submarine. Ocean Gate submarine. Right. Mm-hmm. And I guess what it was was him going to a Blink 182 concert. He posted it on IG. Posted on his IG. And somehow it got across Cardi B's desk. Mm-hmm. And so she took it upon herself and it's funny how karma works by the way so she took it upon herself to comment on maybe his productivity during a time like that in his life and he didn't he he shouldn't have been there yeah he should have been doing something more productive that's towards the family during this this difficult time and so he got offended by that which he has every right to and he responded and he responded even more harsh than she came off which at that point you poked the bear 
you can't poke the bear and tell the bear how to respond. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because somebody was like, oh, well, she said this, this, and this, and he responded like that, and I feel like his response and his comments were unwarranted. So was her opinion, though. Yeah, you nobody, guys don't have a personal nobody, relationship. Nobody asks you how you felt about what somebody else is doing and how they're operating in their life and how they're dealing with, coping with, or handling any type of situation that's kind of irrelevant to you where you put it on social media. People post stuff on social media every day. That is not an invite to give your thoughts and opinions opinions and just like and not I'm not gonna say attack but insert yourself in things that have nothing to do with you to me I'll take it as an attack but <laughs> look dog Dave Chappelle said it best okay on his special when he said <laughs> stop interviewing these rappers right now we have Ja Rule on the line yeah. what are your opinions Ja <laughs> and he basically said well, I don't give a damn about what Ja Rule thinks Bruh, like, and that's why, that's why when you said Cardi B I was just like who cares bro I'm and like, this is the second time that she's been brought up I'm in not, a scenario that I'm she not, should not be like when Joe Biden sat down with her she is not the representative for us as far as in what we think and how we feel and what we want but the thing that I didn't like, especially when the Breakfast Club had their comments, is they was like, oh, now he's coming after like her career and X, Y, and Z. Well, because what he said, and I'm not even mad at it, he said, Are, is your sales, is your career doing that bad that you're trying to gain some type of clout or notoriety? Exactly. Off of what it is I'm going through or what I'm dealing with with my family. I mean, yo, mind your business. All right, you seen that he posted something you don't agree with. Okay, just because you don't agree with it don't mean that you got to make comments or put anything out in the public. You're not his publicist. You're not his friend. You're not close to him. You don't even know this, man. I'm going to keep it a bean with you, bro. I feel like if you really, that's not what it looks like if you're really concerned because she could have easily slid a DM to him and say, hey, I know we don't know each other or whatever, but take it from somebody that's an entertainer and people getting the wrong idea about some of the decisions we you make or whatever when the spotlight, oh, so she didn't spotlight is on you then maybe you know I would encourage you to do A, B, and C maybe that's your way of coping with it but I just know how things look and how people try to attack you with every little move you made but no you that's why I feel like her intentions was clout I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm agreeing with homeboy I feel like your intention when you do something publicly you know like that instead of addressing somebody privately hey I think it's clout because you could have easily went to that person and had a conversation. Now, if somebody addresses you publicly and you want to respond publicly, which is what he did, then it's fair game. So I don't really knock. I don't really knock, dude. And I feel like Breakfast Club was being biased because they have um, an opinion in a in a, whatever appreciation they have for Cardi B. But Who like, cares? I, but it's funny how uh, it, what I was gonna say is the karma aspect, bro. Because right after that, what happened? Now all of this drama with her and Quavo came out, or not Quavo, Offset came out, where some female came out talking about they're messing around and pulled out receipts. And it's like, man, karma spent the block on you quick because you over here talking about how somebody should be conducting themselves in their family. And then look, now your dude is on the media again with, you know, some girl that done came out talking about they've been messing around and this that and the other and now and guess what she's doing trying to defend herself hold on i'm going to ig to comment on your page <laughs> i don't think <laughs> <laughs> to me i looked at that as karma not that i that's what you get but it's like this is why you got to sit down and just stay quiet about how somebody's doing 
their business with their family, their business or whatever, because just that quick, now the spotlight is on you. For the wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons. What are we doing here? I don't. Laughing. (laughs) (laughs) That was immature. No, it wasn't. It was warranted. Yeah. Uh, And funny. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, dude, that's, that's just a whole big mess, man. And I, I, I am getting burnt out of certain people being the ambassador or the representative to have conversations about anything critical in somebody's life or as a culture. Like I'm getting getting burnt out of that. I'm getting burnt out of so many individuals feeling the need to publicly give their opinions on how people operate just because they post on social media. If you like it, then like it. If you don't like it, then don't double tap it and disagree with it and move on. Why do you have to like be vocal about how you feel about not liking something, especially when nobody acts? I, I have... I have two opinions. There's a part of me that I 100% agree with you. And then there's a part of me that I do love and appreciate when people that have a following or following or a platform that denounce and go against the grain of something that's just pure trash. Like when I hear influential women come out and say, yo, what you young ladies are doing is not the business. I'm all for it. When I hear but that's also popular MCs as a whole, yeah, instead of singling yeah, singling a person out, out. yeah, and that's yeah, what I mean. Right. Like singling somebody out, going specifically, like yeah, I mean as a whole, yeah. There's a lot of stuff I disagree with that women are doing on social media. A lot of it's trash and distasteful. Mm-hmm. As a whole, yeah, but I didn't go up and be like, yeah, at such and such and such, get your cheeks off the screen. Yeah. Like you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't do that. You know, it's yeah. a difference, and that's the part too. I don't even want to go too deep into because we already covered it. But that's the part, too, where I have pushback as far as in what men and some women are doing as far as in trying to better their communities. Because, yeah, there's a lot of music out there that's awful and, and, and influencing the wrong type of behavior. But just because that's being popularized and that has the spotlight doesn't mean there's artists out there that are trying to go completely against that and some of those artists are big names Kendrick Lamar J. Cole these guys do try to give you a different message and try to give you a different way to look at life I also feel like man is but we choose to to put certain people on a platform and acknowledge what they say over some of these people that are trying to say something different that's more progressive because it's controversial yeah you that's, feel me? Yeah, because that's the it, new... it draws it draws numbers, it, it draws traffic. You feel me? Like the, like it's funny because a lot of the rappers who will talk about shootouts and spinning a block and selling drugs and all those type of things have never lived that lifestyle. I'm not saying all of them, mm-hmm. but there are a lot who glorify that type of stuff, never have done it or being in the midst of any of those things, right? Yeah, because the minute they do it, they get caught and locked up. Well, because if the thing about it, if you were already rocking like that, you would be moving differently already, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So it's just like, I don't know. And then it's like, you know, you sit out here and you glorify this type of stuff and then say you actually do go out here and do something and you end up in front of a judge like uh, Melly or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And now your life is no longer in your own hands and you're sick and you're feeling some type of way behind it. And 
if you had ever experienced anything like that beforehand, guaranteed you wouldn't be making that type of music. Yep. You understand? Like, yep. if you have ever gone to jail, had to stand in front of a judge and be sentenced and have time, life taken away from you, there's no way you would be glorifying doing anything in the streets that could bring about that lifestyle. Yep. Not unless you're just plain stupid because it's not even ignorance at that point because you know. Yeah. That's just plain stupidity. Yeah. And so I just feel like a lot of those who talk about that either don't know anything different and they really rock like that or they have no real knowledge of that type of lifestyle Mm -hmm. and they're doing it for record sales. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's trash as opposed to those uh, aforementioned artists you name that actually have... um, substance in depth to their lyrics and their music and show yeah. you a different path and in some ways in some lights you know preach about rap about higher enlightenment and value of self right mm-hmm. people are not self-conscious to look at why i'm gravitating you take me and you you know we're similar in a lot of things that we you know off mic we have conversations about similar things and a lot of that those conversations, we don't have a high tolerance for um, things that are not progressive. Like we, you know, uh, it just re- reality TV or certain types of art. You know, that triggers me when it, as an artist, it triggers me when I see a lot of drama. I'm not even going to give people more um, ammunition or support that they're already getting. But there's a lot of music out there that literally irritate me. And you can Joe Budden mean me all you want. But one thing I will say is that the type of music that's being pushed out there is not the lifestyle that people want to live. Nah, but it's being put out there. A lot of people like uh, live, um, what's the word, vicariously yeah. through music. Yeah. Right. And then there's certain things that they can't do, they won't do, but they'll listen to the music. And glorify that type of yeah. imagery, that type of lifestyle. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's like, I wouldn't go out here and shoot nobody. Like, I know you've seen that mean. It's like, yeah, I work a nine to five, but on my way to that nine to five, I'm a drug dealer. Yeah. You know, what they're listening to, right. and what they're bringing about, not even understanding that a lot of that type of music. Oh, That's shit. shaping your mood. You, you, just you that, playing that and then you go to work. It brings about a certain energy. It speaks to your spirit in a certain way. Like, yeah. Have you heard about like people like... Uh, Praying over music and bringing about like certain type of energies yeah. and recording over that music. Yeah. And while you think you're just listening to the music, you're actually listening to more that oh. has been implemented into that music to bring about a certain type of energy and spirit within you. You're talking and, about casting spells and stuff. Bro, Oops. Okay. Bro, listen, and I don't mm. think a lot of people are aware of that type of stuff. And it's not just in rock and roll. No, it's not in, in heavy metals, it's not in, in death it's metal. In, it's, it's in heavy it's in, in the rap. Oh, it broke more than people would even think to acknowledge. Bro, it's crazy. It get crazy. So it get yeah, real crazy. There's, there's that. You know what I'm saying? It didn't like even like they say. Uh, the tongue has a lot of power, right? The power so is like a, the rapping, tongue is like a sword, right? You rapping these lyrics and you speaking these things into existence, and you're kind of shaping your universe, right? They say you are with you what you eat, right? And not just physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You know what I'm saying? What you listen to, what you watch. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I mean, y'all take. Didn't mean to get deep like that, but I feel like take what you want to take with it. I mean, I I used to go against the grain with my boy Hus when he'd be like, "Yo, it's the music, it's the music." That's what's like, you know, that's a big part of our culture. And I'm like, nah, bro. But when I thought about how much conscious music is out there versus uh, glorifying gangster and secular music, it's a heavy imbalance. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? It's a heavy imbalance. And when I thought about it, I'm like, man, and people think, oh, I'm just listening to this in the car. Not if you're watching reality TV and they're playing that in between commercials or they're playing that as a cut scene. Bro, I was listening. Uh, it's in the movies. I was, uh, I was playing 2K. I had some downtime playing 2K. And I'm listening to the music playing in the background. I'm like, is that? Like, it's funny that they would add that song. On a game that... And then Every age group at, should be able to play, right? And I started looking at the track listings, and it's like, I had to mute probably like 95% of the songs that they play. That's crazy. Because it's just like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I'm not trying to hear that. I don't agree with this. I don't want to hear that. Why are they playing this one? Why is this artist even on here? And it's just like, if you're not thinking about the music, you hop on a game and you play and there's certain songs that just play while you're like in a neighborhood or you're going to wreck or you're in my career or whatever. But it's it's like subconsciously. Yeah. And, and you, you think it's just on playing the game. And, right. And even that concept has changed because I used to be a huge fan of NBA Live, right? And NBA, and back in those days, they would get these, the most popular artists to rap about hoop. Yep. The songs were about Hoop. Now they're just taking whatever it is that that's popular, just to drive sales or just Bro, to create popularity. I heard Meg the Stallion on NBA 2K, and I was just like, <laughs> she can't shoot. <laughs> like she should be able to, cause she got some height. But nah, that ain't the case. <laughs> Let me see her do a windmill. <laughs> Otherwise, she should not. Be the I'm sorry. But yeah, that that just shows. That's just a perfect example of like the transition of how it used to be. Because it made more sense back then. No, oh, 100%. It's not even about having an old school mindset. It's like this correlates with what we're presenting to you. Bro, but you now. You remember that Jadakiss freestyle for the Iverson commercial? Yeah. What? Yeah, they could bring that back right now, and I think it'll still do do well. Going crazy. Well, no, because Iverson ain't playing no more, even though he's he's he's, he's top 50 easy. Yeah, and there's a lot of baby Iversons out there, if you ask me. But, you know. Mm, I wouldn't even call them baby Iversons. It's- off the family tree. Very low Wanna branch. <laughs> low branch on the family tree. You ain't even got the whole... <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got... The, that man influenced the NBA, though. No, The 100%. NBA looks the way it looks because of Allen Iverson. Oh, yeah, no. Shout out to AI. But, you know, um, you know, we got some... Um, we got some stuff to talk about. So, uh... Bye, guys. We finna get up out of here. We hope that you liked the episode. Um... Definitely jump in the comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you agree with Dr. Umar, if you disagree with Dr. Umar. Should Cardi B have made those comments? You let us know. What's a, what are some progressive things we can do in the culture and have that conversation rather than point the finger? Yeah. Like, subscribe, comment, follow, tap in. All that stuff that you do for everybody else, do for us too. You know what I'm saying? That's what keeps us going, keeps us motivated. Appreciate it. And when you're not doing that, you tap in with kicks and sneakers and you tap in with LaVore Cole and you see what we're doing. This is Dizzy D Spill and my co-host in the building, Jelani Evans. And you've been tuning into the Notion Podcast. Until next time, peace.